We are joined on today's Morning Focus by John O'Connor. You'll know John as the man behind Custy's Music Shop on O'Connell Street here in Ennis. And John has joined me in studio this morning because he wants to uh, speak about his frustration over antisocial behaviour in Ennis. Good morning to you, John. Do I have to sing my... Uh my, my, my credentials for are on a vein. Uh, do you know all the words? It's up to you if you want. If you want to sing <laughs> a bit of it, Shinna Fianna Fáil, take I it away. Toffee all again and we dance through. all is the gum, Vic. Okay, thanks uh, for coming in, um, yeah. and thanks for passing the uh, national anthem test. Anyway, you certainly know the first four lines at least. <laughs> this is a serious issue, though. You want to talk about John? And I mean, the issue of antisocial behaviour in Ennis is something that crops up reasonably regularly uh, in you know in different in different areas of the town how mu- how much of an issue is antisocial behavior in Ennis in, in your view it's it's i suppose we see a lot that people don't see because we're present all the time on the street where we're positioned in our business we're down a lane we're leading onto O'Connell street opposite the diamond bar so a lot of activity mm. now what I came in this morning for really was to talk about this in relation to an anecdote, okay, one story, okay, but I think it reflects, it doesn't reflect a general rule, but it reflects a serious threat to the the well-being of these two people whom, who, who rang me actually on Monday and relayed their story to me. Now, I'm here to bear witness to their testimony, okay, and really to advocate for them because they're silent victims of this antisocial behaviour. But they felt this was serious enough that they got in touch with you about this because they'd heard you speaking about antisocial behaviour before. Absolutely, okay, yeah. with, with, through this portal as well, so thank you for that. These two people in their 60s from outside the town, uh, they come into town every so often the most innocent of little visits into town. Hmm. The husband loves his bag of chips from Supermax, okay, and sometimes they park, they park outside our shop, outside Moors, sat there in the car and just ate chips and watched the world go by. You couldn't ask for anything more innocent, okay, and yeah. that's what it was. And we, I praise people like that because I see my own parents and them who aren't with us anymore, but, and this is maybe why it has an effect on me. So these people sat they were looking at the world go by, just regaling in, in the street life, light of Venice. But there was a lot of activity in the lane with that evening. I finished at about half six. I got on my bike and there was a boisterousness around the lane where with me, a kind of a scooter brigade, maybe eight to 12, maybe 13 to 16 year olds. And they were boisterous, OK, and I'm being benign there. But these people sitting down in their car watching this, there was a lot of threats being directed at them, okay? A lot of leering, a lot of staring, uh, a lot of spitting in front of the car. Um, the wife, whom I'll call, who wants anonymity, and that's fair enough because she's yeah, living in total fear. She felt seriously threatened and she urged the husband, let's get out of here, I don't like this. And as they were getting themselves together, okay, the fellow who had come over in front of the car and spat towards the car came in around the back and tried to gain entrance into the back seat. Now, this petrified this lady and her husband. Thankfully, it was one of those old cars where the two <laughs> locks were were uh, functioning in the back, OK, so he yeah. could, couldn't gain admittance. That put the fear of God in this woman. Now, she rang me. She felt menaced. She felt threatened. She felt in fear of her life because she was afraid if that door had been opened up, her husband would have reacted and anything could have happened in that situation. Now, as I say, I'm here to advocate for her. These are kind of, I call them silent victims. Certain people like yourself, if you were sitting in that car with me and that happened, we just shout, get off your scots, okay, and they'd be gone quickly. But we have a certain threshold where we can cope with certain things. 65-year-olds plus, okay, can't. These people have gone home uh, and they're living 
in a sense of total fear. It's as if they're imprisoned in their own isolation and that's an isolation which has been agitated in their minds by fear and fear which, like fear to the extent that they won't even report this to authorities, okay, maybe which they should, but they have every right not to, but mm. they are bathed in a, in a fear, okay, that, again, we wouldn't have what they have. Now, I advocate for these people because, again, I see in these people my parents. Everyone has parents. Everybody has older people that they want to take care of. And if we can't have respect for our aged, there's no hope for society in this society. Ennis is a beautiful town. It shouldn't be there shouldn't be this kind of lawlessness at certain times within the town, okay? And when I see these people, you know, they're 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 actually they're so fearful, and it's the small little things that make life very bearable for them. A little trip into Ennis, okay, to get away from the mundaneness of home and seemingly at home. There's certain antisocial behaviour within the environment there. So they come in here for a respite. And what do they get here? A double dose. A double dose, a double whammy, OK. Yeah. But these people and this lady, N, I'll call her, and I hope you're listening this morning, N, because I've, I've, I've been enraged, I've been sickened, I, I've been deflated since I heard this. And that's why I got in touch with you to maybe give me a portal to conjure with their fears and their worries. Now, I'm not here to throw barbs of blame at anybody, mm. OK? Uh, but I would like people to kind of take this on board and just see, is it just one isolated anecdote or is it reflective of a certain kind of a, a certain lawlessness, lawlessness within this town, OK, which has been let, uh, which has been given fuel, OK, by lack of attention to it. We're all to blame. I'm doing something here, OK. I hate the fact that older people don't feel safe this lovely bubble of security that you have in this beautiful town has been blown away with them and they have concluded they will never come near this town again because as the fear is at home, the fear is in town as well and their little respite visits into town have finished and I think that's an awful indictment of this town. And if we let this go, it's a small little things, okay, that you pull that small block from that foundation and the whole building falls down and I think it's very important that we as a society, okay, act on this. It's not just isolated. This is my anecdote, okay? And I'm putting this out to your listeners to see, is it not rampant, but is it more, are there more cases, okay, of the silent victims of this kind of intimidation? Because it is intimidation. And these little little groups of six or ten people, kids, we'll say, 13 to 15 year olds, they are the apprentices of, 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 of this intimidation they know what they do. They actively see older people. They don't see you. They don't see me. It's too much of a threat. But they see older people and they zero in on them. Like easy pickings, basically, or easy prey. And they probably think what they're doing, John, is, oh, it's innocent enough or we're just having a laugh. But when you, take, when you, when you try to open the, the, the back door of somebody's car, that's taken it up, up a couple of notches, I think, in terms of severity. It is all right because I mean your car is is your mobile castle. You feel secure in a car, but mm. but you really should within this town. You f- you should feel secure within the town. This is seven o'clock in an evening on a Saturday, where there's a lot happening. Okay, these people are visible. I'm sure anybody who traverses the streets of this town know what I'm talking about. They know these scooter brigades who who seem to be given totally latitude, total latitude within this town to do what they want. Uh, I, I think it's important, okay, again, uh, just to advocate for, as I call it, the silent victims. And as I said, I'm appalled. I think this is a total outrage. And the outrage is the fact that people don't feel secure in this town. 
That's a microcosm of what could be, we hope isn't a bigger problem, but could be that, as you say, they, you know, this was their innocent little venture into town to get away from what they were dealing with at home. And now they've experienced it again. They've said they're not going to come in again. That's lost business to Ennis. I mean, have you been speaking to other business owners? Have they talked about uh, issues with antisocial behaviour? You know, we've heard before about antisocial issues in Ennis, maybe on, you know, in other areas, not maybe so much in the town centre, but have other business owners, you know, recounted similar tales to you? They have, you know, like even in my, like, as I say, we have retailers of Ennis here and it's pretty, it's, it's, it's endemic enough, you know, uh, even in my own little lane where there's a lot of antisocial behaviour there and I've, mm. I've mentioned about, I've talked about it before, but if somebody comes into your shop, it's out of control at that stage. If they come in with the intention of blackguarding, if they come in with the intention of stealing, if they come in with the intention of intimidating, you've lost, or the minute they cross that threshold, you have lost the battle because then it's a matter of damage limitation. And I've had this in the shop before where, thankfully, I see a certain brigade coming in. I'm at the door. I say, hi, lads, how's it going? And I'm just going out. So I can kind of, I can cut it there. Control before it. I can control, okay, before yeah. it happens, okay. But once they get in, the fuel is on the fire. And again, it's about damage limitation and ensuring that your shop isn't rifled. Or maybe... Uh, I had an employee in, in, in the shop who, who again stood at the door and said, listen, uh, do you want to, wh- what's your story, what do you want, okay? And he got a punch in the midriff. This is from 13 to 15, 13, 14, 15 euros. This is what Actually happens. Actually physically Physically, yeah. Him. Physically, okay? And a lot of threats, you know, when he, 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 he went to close the door, okay, they put their foot in the door and he had to physically, with all his force, close that door to ensure the integrity of the shop and to ensure his safety as well. Generally speaking, does it tend to be, when you hear of incidents like this around us, does it tend to be a younger age group? Does it tend to be youths? It doesn't bode well for future generation if this is what they're like in their It does. Know, their it it, it tends to be that, it tends to be, we'll say, the 13 to 17 year olds, okay? Mm. And they know what they can do. They know that the law won't affect them until you they reach a certain threshold of age and then they can quote the law to you. But they're also, it's like a pack of jackals, okay? They can see the victim and they circle and then they attack. And for these two older people, we can cope to a certain extent, okay? We can confront, okay, and we're, we're kind of menacing enough, okay? I'm six foot one. I, I look quite menacing, I think, okay? <laughs> I can get away with a lot, yeah. okay? But again, I've talked before about the limits or the thresholds of culpability. Uh, older people can cope with this. And again, that little anecdote, it, it, it says a lot. And it's, I think it's a serious indictment of our society. There's money being pumped in left, right and centre into a town. But if you can't ensure the security, if people can't walk, especially older people or vulnerable people, it doesn't have to be old. If they can't walk the town with that shield of security around them, there's something very wrong. There's something very rotten in this state that is Ennis. Would you worry, John, that this if this kind of carry-on continues uh, and something isn't done about it, that it could have a, a big impact on business in the town? It, it does have. Like the, 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 there's a lot of barriers to business in town, OK, and I've talked about them mm. before. But if you have this, if, if, if you have this kind of uh, overriding feeling of menace in a town, now I'm not saying it's rampant, OK, but it could be rampant for certain people, the vulnerable people, and they generally are the people who have spending power, okay? Yep. 
But it's also more than just business. It's about a community, okay? If you want to develop a beautiful community within this lovely medieval town, you have to ensure the fundamentals are right. And if you don't have that fundamental bubble of security within the town, you've lost it already before it starts. What would you like to see done then? I, I like to see uh, I like to see these people confronted. Okay, I like to see the parents of these people confronted because everybody has a responsibility within a society. Okay, it's a mutual kind of a thing. It's a quid pro quo. I do something good, somebody else sees that good, and they do good to me. Do unto others as you wish to done un- to be done unto yourself. Okay, and I'm totally irreligious. Okay, but I, I go along with that all all the way. Uh, there's a certain responsibility on everybody within a community to act a certain way. And if you don't, or if you err from that in a serious way, there should be consequences. And I think the big problem with society in general is there are no consequences. And that's what people perceive. And my lovely friend here who got on the phone to me, there are no consequences to this. She knows that because she's afraid to go anywhere. She knows that nothing will happen. And that's the awful thing about this, OK? The total desolation. And it's the isolation of this fear that I'm sure is eating away at this woman and her husband. And I think it's terrible. I think it's, it, it makes me feel deflated morally. You would hope these kind of incidents aren't too prevalent because it doesn't do much for the reputation of the town. That's it for doesn't sure. really, but that's why I'd love to put it out to your listeners just to see... Are there other other instances? And if there are, let's, as a community, act on them. Well, people already getting in touch uh, with us on on issues uh, related to this. Marie says on 086-1800-964, I'm so sorry that happened to this couple. I fear uh, for society. Uh, Another listener here uh, says, I totally agree with John about the antisocial behaviour in Ennis. 086-1800-964, if you want to uh, add your voice uh, to the discussion. Uh, John, thanks so much for coming in. Just before I let you go, I just want to ask you about the proposed Abbey Street car park redevelopment um, potentially you know, create 100 jobs 200 jobs during construction uh, extra footfall in terms of 20,000 extra people in the town uh, what are your views on it? Yeah I, I just got this from Melissa your producer and I had a, quick, I had a glance at it uh, I, I love people who are confident in bringing a proposition like this I think it's so much so much positivity okay but I suppose as a business in town, I, I see the limitations of certain plans, OK, when you don't have, we'll say, the parking uh, situation sorted. I've always seen and I've advocated for this before within our group, Retailers of Venice, that if you don't, again, have the fundamentals, if you don't have the parking within a close distance to the town centre and you cut off the town, OK, you're isolating the town and you're you're forcing people to kind of rebound off the, off the barriers and head to the periphery, OK? Mm-hmm. Now, it's a lovely idea and it should be a vibrant town. I would worry because even 20 years ago, Johnny Flynn was looking for 2,000 extra, extra car parking spaces to cope with the numbers then. Now we're talking about a massive um, uh, development, OK, which will include taking the Abbey Street car parking. Now, there's a lot of car parking spaces there, OK, so that's gone. Now, they're talking about having a car parking space over here beside you, okay, or just adjacent to your building here, that'd be great, but you need thousands more. I would worry that what you're doing is you're suffocating the town. You're you're greeting people who want to do business in town with barriers and saying, sorry, we don't have parking. Uh, How can I do business? And it's been deflected out to the peripheral. 
to Limerick, to the Coona roundabouts, to all those places within distance, within a short distance of this town. I would worry for people like ourselves in the town because I can see the constriction of business because even even now today, because of the lack of parking spaces, okay, and again, anecdotally, people get in touch with me and say, I couldn't come into town, I couldn't get parking, done stores, I can't get parking there, uh, so they're gone. So I, I kind of laud the people who had this great dream, okay? Uh, I, I think dreams are great and dreams are very important, but dreams, there should be an amount of maybe reality uh, mixed into that lovely pool. Lo- that Fundamentals lovely need to be put in place for those plans to I f- think properly so. flourish. Absolutely. If you don't have that, OK, you know, you, you, you'll have a suffocation of business opportunities within the town and people going elsewhere. Okay, uh, another one here from Fergus who totally agrees with you. John says, good morning, Alan. It's great to hear John speaking out about this, the issue of antisocial behaviour in Ennis. He is absolutely correct. Ennis Town Centre is now a hive of antisocial behaviour. It's practically a no-go area now. Um, certainly lots of people agreeing with you. I mean, it's sad to hear in a way because we don't want to be hearing this about Ennis, but we do want to hear what people, uh, their genuine views on this. And it is 86 to text or WhatsApp those into us. But uh, I, I think... Just just to finish now before I head, I, I think it's important, okay, talk is talk can be cheap, okay, but it's important that certain actions are taken with this. Just look at this. Have, like everybody sees what's happening. Your viewers see what's happening, okay. So it, it, it's, it's, it, it is there, it is present. So could something be done within the community to ensure that this doesn't happen again? And again, Anne and her husband, will you please, please give Ennis a second chance? Yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful town and deserves that. Hopefully they do and we're all sorry that they had to go through that. Uh, John O'Connor, thanks so much for coming in again. You're welcome. And we'll chat to you a- again soon. 0818 to call us here on Morning Focus on 086 1800 is the text and WhatsApp number.